Hey, welcome back. Uh, this is the Bringing It All Back Home podcast, and this is your host, Charles, and we are looking at episode four. Uh, what we're going to line up today is a live chat with uh, my friend Ribs. Ribs is going to be coming to us from uh, his home in England, uh, and uh, we're going to be talking about the two books that he's published recently, uh, his autobiography series or memoir, and what he's working on right now. So yeah, as part of this podcast, it's going to include South Jersey photography, but also creative projects and around around the world. And uh, what Ribs, his real name is Wayne, what Ribs has been working on for the last couple of years is work of memory and autobiography and it's an incredible story really excited to be able to finally talk about the books with with him on the phone so after this break we'll be coming to you live over the phone uh, from the UK uh, interviewing and catching up with ribs on his creative project so please stick around as we go live after this break Hey, there we go. Hello. Yeah, I'm here. You there? Yes, I'm here. How's it? How's it going? Yeah, yeah I sound great, man. It's very well, thanks. Very well. Cool. So, uh, yeah, what did what did you guys do today? You were mentioning you were you were going out. We went out to um, a place called Claire, and they had a, an op- a a craft fair on at the town priory. Um, so it's a, a nice sort of open day around the priory itself, and then outside there was like little craft stalls, uh, food, drink, uh, things people had made, uh, little little shows as well. A bit of you know, kiddies magic, uh, <laughs> ice cream, Morris dancers, Morris some dancers. guy singing. Wow. Morris dancers, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so just around dancing and waving their sticks yeah. at everyone as they do. So- so you're yeah. out of the country now, I guess, if you've got Morris dancers or something. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. They're, they're saying that. I was surprised one night. I was in South London, and there was, I was driving past the pub at probably about midnight, just after midnight. This is a couple of years ago now, and there was a group of Morris dancers outside the pub. And this is, It's like South London, <laughs> the weird place in the world to ever imagine seeing a group of Morris dancers. What that was about, I don't know. <laughs> it certainly made my night. <laughs> awesome. Well, this is great. So this is our first chat. Uh, and yeah, I figure this would be a great chance to catch up on uh, the books and where you're going uh, next with, the, I, I suppose, the third volume. But really, wherever you want to start, I would love to. Also, to uh, I did a little intro and I did not say the name of the book because i just feel like with an american accent <laughs> it just doesn't roll off as well so if you could for our all three people listening uh if you could please uh let us know the name of the of the two and and wherever you want to start it'd be great what is it? yeah it was it's my book isn't it yeah it's mine um and the sequel yeah it's my sequel isn't it you know what more can i say it's blindingly obvious they are mine <laughs> <laughs> I was asked one why why I chose those titles and 
to be honest, it just sort of came to me in some sort of a flash, you know, like it's like one of those ideas, inspirations that just happens, you know. And um, I, I, I thought, you know, that's, that's a great little gimmick in a way because you, you could use that as, as like to label all sorts of things, you know. And it, it just seemed ideal. It just seemed like the, you know, the perfect title for it, you know. I, I mean, I, I, I don't take myself or my my doings too seriously so why why put something serious as a, as a title to the books as well you know um they are what they are my book <laughs> yeah and I, and I love what? that idea too that this, can, this could just continue you know in case you go into cooking or uh you know building my t-shirt in right. it on them you know um, for the same reason, it, it, it just there's so much branding and marketing goes on in the world, you know, different labels and names. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, so, um, I, I everything uh is was fine, uh, and for some reason, it just said, You've done, you've finished your recording <laughs> now, and I think we we left off with the t shirt, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, so one of the things I was going to ask uh, as a possible starting point um, was with the memory part of it, of course, so much of it is about your memory. Um, what did you use to try to trigger memories? And were, were any of those photographs, too? Or, or how did how were some of the ways you, you got back in to these places and the, these scenes? It was purely by memory, and it was it was by talking and going through uh, each of the stories time and time again you know, over the years, and then and then bridging the gaps, as it were, in between. You know, as as I was sitting down writing um, each chapter and going through each anecdote and story, there was always something that would link one to another, and and it was basically a matter of, of getting the chronology right more so than the actual stories and everything because the stories were always there yeah um yeah. it was putting them in an order that made sense and also that that was you know uh, chronologic chronologically correct yeah you know, getting, getting trying to get things sort of like an age and time in the right order but the stories were pretty much always there um some details slightly not so sure of so you you have to fill in a few blanks every so often but on the whole everything was just just by memory and just by it's it's amazing how much comes back to you when you start talking about something yeah you you start writing something down and and you you will start remembering the the people the places the names the the colors and smells and things like that so with my books i tended to keep a lot of what you would find as normal detail in books I, I kept out um i i listen regularly to the radio and there's always books on the radio being read you know on, on radio four on the bbc here yeah. and you can almost you know you, you can go from one author to the next and you know exactly what's happening it's like chapter three page so and so someone enters a room they enter the room in such and such a way. And in this room, there's this, there's that. They're looking around. The sky is this color. The floor is that color. It's almost like it's repeated again and again and again. I wanted to break that format, you know, in my writing because 
I, I didn't want it to be a, a book of um, order. I didn't want it to be written in the same way. Maybe that would affect sales and whatnot, but that didn't, that didn't, um, didn't bother me because I felt what was more important was putting it in my own words as opposed to in a formatted way. You understand? Yeah. Oh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. Uh, and, yeah. And, and, and like, I, like you said, like as you started talking or as the writings, uh, you know, uh, started uh, in any any part of it, uh, like you said, like it's amazing how much um, not just the details, which you said it, it were, was the like the 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 descriptive part of the place wasn't so important as the as the as 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 the story part of it and, and what was going on at that time, how that much that was coming back. Yeah. Hey, we're back. <laughs> when, when you're in conversation with people, you don't talk like, uh, you know, I entered the room and I, and I was wearing this and I was wearing that. You, you talk, I think that sometimes that gets missed in books because people, they tend to go on too much about the detail um, you know, like the, the stuff that's going on around the story instead of the story itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the story is what's happening between the people, not so much like the description of the room. The description of the rooms, okay, if you want to build a mental picture of those things. But for me, the, it's more about the actual happenings, you know, the things that are going on, the story, you know, what the people are actually doing, and it links to the the bigger yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Um, get some. I mean, get some description in there get some narrative and whatnot but it doesn't have to be laid out in such a formula that you can predict right this is the bit where we bring in the character this is the bit where we bring in the i think a lot of art and creativity needs to be freer without all these um restrictions you know (laughs) yeah yeah i agree very much in my Um, opinion (laughs) yeah i am Uh, i know you were you're cutting out a little bit are you still there for sure but uh, I think we're back. I'm, I'm hearing you pretty clear. Um, yeah. So, so, so the uh, the story and 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 where where you are. Um, let, if you don't mind me asking, um, is is part three started or or is that on hold uh, right now? It's apparently it's 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 taking a, a little break. I've had a, a lot go on recently. Yes. Uh, and um, I did make a start. I'm into, I think, chapter two or three of part three. Um, and I, I just haven't had the time. And also I've been a little little mentally drained yeah. by recent happenings. My father's just passed away. I've had some other stuff going on. Yes, um, yes. I, my, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of been a bit difficult to, um, to get my mind around the next – the next chapter yeah. as it were. Yeah. And, and no. my condolences, please. Uh, uh, I, I, hey, so, it's, uh, yeah, thank we're part three. Over. I think <laughs> this, this might be the charm. You never know. Or four. I I'm losing count. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so um, let's go back. If it's okay to, um, I saw something interesting between uh, just this morning, the first book and the second concerning um like being on a mast or mast or, or climbing up on the boat 
uh, yeah. in, in the middle of danger. <laughs> and, and, and there was a kind of echo there because there was an episode where you had, you had just won uh, an award. I think this is the way you're eight years old. And they were like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah, uh, you got, you're, you're off on your way now. And uh, you'll be able to – I have a quote. I have it bookmarked here. Uh, you'll be able to uh, head off to the Royal Navy Sail Training Vessel in Portsmouth. <laughs> yes. And then it turns out, like, the reward is harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a youngster, yes, it was. Um, yeah, you arrive, and the first thing they do is, is the first mate. Um, takes you up on deck, shows you around, and then says, right, you see that mast? Up you go, and you've got to go over the top and down the other side, um, which is basically to, to get you over your any fear of heights that you might have or any fear you ha- you may discover of, of um, climbing the rigging any time when you're actually out at sea and the, and the, the ship's moving around. Um, because believe me, when, when you're out there, they move around a lot more than they do in port. And even in port, when you're at the top of a mast, yeah, it may yeah. just be in a, just a tiny little bit at the bottom, but at the top, that's a lot. There's a lot more movement going on. You know, if you're say 40, 50 feet up in the air and the boat's rocking, maybe, maybe three or four inches at the bottom, you've got to multiply that x amount of times um to to get the same movement at the top yeah so yeah. maybe going six or seven feet one way or another whereas at, on deck you're only going a few inches one way or another so it is one hell of an experience but um yeah. as, as a kid I, I wasn't very good with heights I'm, I'm still not nowadays to be honest with you um but i i if i have to do it i'll get on and do it um in the second book, there's a, a story about being in Elat when I was just given a job of, of sorting out some rigging on, on one, of the, one of the smaller yachts. And there was no ladder to get to the top of the mast. There was no way of, of doing it other than shimmying up, you know, around an aluminium mast, shimmying up with and clinging on with my legs. <laughs> there's nothing else. There's nothing to secure myself to or anything else. Uh, so screwdriver in between my teeth, a uh, pair of pliers in my, in my pocket, <laughs> and up you go. Basically, it's got to be done, you know, and um, those of us at the bottom end of the food chain, you know, we, we get lumbered with the task of having to get up there and fix it, you know. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's that scene uh, which I just saw you know like bookmark this morning where you're bringing down these flags uh old tattered flags and and and, and you're coming down the rigging and and suddenly like you're 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 feeling the the slip of of it and uh uh there's a you know an injury there all right we're just right back in yeah <laughs> so yeah like you know if if you know early in early in the first book um, the idea of going to sea or the idea of joining, uh, you know, the Navy or, or whatever it was, um, you know, boats are such a symbol of freedom uh, and adventure. And, and yet, you know, there is that tie in between uh, the, the possibility of, uh, of serious danger. <laughs> too. And, and I think those, those two are, is a kind of driving theme throughout the story of, uh, of, of, of finding and freedom and adventure and, and the, the possible dangers that, 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 that came through, you know, uh, I think when you look at life, it, it, 
in reality that's that's how it is you you can join in with the with society and be safe you can have your nine to five you can have your commute and live in a nice little house and everything else or you or you can step outside of society and and live with you know constant danger of varying levels you know life life is um a, a, a mix of adventure and danger if you yeah if you want to live as it were beyond the norms you know you 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 give up the danger when you accept the safety of the of society yeah yeah and um and i i think that's that that's what happens there you you you're, you're seeing the the danger of the sea um along with the adventure or you could stay on the land and be nice and safe. You know, you're never you're never going to drown if you're on the beach, but you're going to drown if, if once you step on board that boat. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that life's like that. You know, you have to you find a balance between uh, the amount of danger you're willing to accept and the amount of life you want to live. If you want to not live any life, you know, if you want the security and safety of the the establishment, you you join that rat race and you 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 know you you hide away from uh the cruel, nasty, horrible, dangerous outside world. Yeah. Yeah. And and also too, um can you still hear me, uh Ribs? Okay. Yeah. Also too, I mean like not that I would make a list but an incredible amount of jobs uh before we even get to the middle of uh say or the beginning of uh part two that were also incredibly dangerous too Uh, i remember some of those descriptions were like yeah this was the only thing i could find and uh and and they were uh there was uh uh, i think we you know there was a great sense there uh, this was still the 70s or the early 80s whatever that that there was just no thought given to safety (laughs) at all (laughs) There was a, a time um, before, I suppose, the nineties, when just about every job you ever did was dangerous. You know, I, I worked in a, a factory where um, where steel drums were exploding in the machinery. You know, they, they were under high pressure. That was how the the dents were knocked out of them. They put into a, a machine. They had high pressure. You know, seriously high amounts of, of air pumped into them to push the steel out, to put them back into the, the normal shape. Every so often something went wrong and the thing exploded. And when it did, it put people in hospital. You know, nowadays, I mean, we'd run a mile from, from doing a job <laughs> like that. No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'd be home at five o'clock and I intend to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so so many so many things uh, come to come to mind uh, that were uh, that were played into uh, over and over with 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 parts of the book too. Where um, like I love the bits about um, getting 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 a grip on 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 handling these larger and larger vehicles. Uh, that journey, <laughs> you know, that, that you conveyed that so well. Yeah, I think you, you sort of you start off. In, Back at the in, it, at the time when I passed my HGV license, yeah, my, my truck driver's license, you could literally get from a, a mini car into a forty-foot truck, as they were then. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could go from from a tiny little car that two people could sit in, 
um, you could then get your license and be driving at, a, at the time it was 38 ton maximum um, truck. And the thought of that was, was quite scary, really. You know, that you could go out with no experience whatsoever, but you've passed your test. I think nowadays, you know, you, you have to go through different tests and you, you need that experience before you get on the road, which is kind of a good thing, you know, safety-wise. Yeah. But, uh, but back, you know, back in the, the late 80s, oh, it was different, yeah. Um, and that and that was quite scary as well to think that you know people could get could get it on yeah into the driving seat of a, of a big truck and um, and be let on the road without any experience of what it's like to to, to drive a, a fully laden truck. Um, but, sorry, go ahead. Sure. I was to say that um, you know, there's plenty of stories I'm, I've heard over the years of guys you know, who who literally passed their test on say Friday. And on Monday, they were given the keys to a truck and <laughs> you know, sent to um, weird and wonderful places. You know, you could have guys from, from England traveling across to Germany or Turkey or the Middle East you know, back in the day. That, that's, that was just quite normal because people were desperate for drivers and they were willing to give certain people. You know, if they knew someone, they'd, they'd give them, the, you know, give them the, the, the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, you know, here's my... Fifty thousand pound truck. I'm going to trust you with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Um, so so yeah. How about uh, I mean, one thing that um, was great for me too uh, was just all of the adventures uh, going back and forth during the 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 time period in uh, in France. Uh, that was so mesmerizing, and and I don't think I had. I remember hearing glimpses of these stories or just sort of like, uh, you know, as an aside, like, yeah, oh, I speak French, whatever. I, I, I spent X amount of time there. But, uh, but that was just so cool. That, was, that really was a, uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, and especially the, 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 you guys putting together the stuff to sell and, and how, how that uh, kind of played in, uh, being able to go back and yeah. forth to get the materials. Do you ever feel that the universe sort of just works its magic around you? You know, you you do things um, without knowing that eventually something's going to come up where that information, that knowledge, that experience is going to help you out in another situation. And that's exactly what happened there. I'd, I'd been trading on the on on well, not trading. I'd been fly pitching on Oxford Street, been sent round to buy stuff from wholesalers by the guy I worked for at the time. And when it when I went to France, it came up as an idea of, hey, we could set up a market stall. Yeah. Yeah. I've known the, the wholesalers, I've been around them. I know where I can go and buy stuff from. And it all falls into place. I only went to France for a holiday. <laughs> and yet it it just happens. There's it's the universe. It's yeah, um it's just the universe, isn't it? life happens and you either take you take the chances and opportunities that come your way or you don't and i don't know I, I, for me i've always just found things they stuff just happens you know I, I've, even recently i just became friends with someone a while ago and next thing you know because of that friendship i'm i'm now running a record company how did that happen i never wanted to run a record company i've got one you know? <laughs> yeah yeah it, it happens you know it, it's 
It's unbelievable. If, if you are open to the universe, you allow things to come into your life. Life gives you opportunities. Um, I, I think some people get very scared and very pet up at the thought of taking chances and other people, I suppose like myself, well, I, I don't always, but yeah, I, I tend to jump in with both feet and, you know, if, uh, if it works great, if it doesn't, well, we'll try something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, uh, you know, going back to say the doc, how, how a lot of us all all met up there at, at this uh, yeah. place in, in northern Israel that uh, offered us a place to hang out and work uh, while we uh, made our other plans. Yeah. Uh, a lot of us were either running away from something <laughs> or we were yeah. looking for something that wasn't uh, there in our life. Uh, it, it is interesting to see. You know, from whether it was yourself, of course, or or, or Phil and his story, or or uh, Jack, yeah. or Anne, and, and or so many other folks, um, what yeah. we were, uh, what what brought us there, and and, and where, what 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 was it, uh, what was it helping us uh, get past, or, or 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 open up for the future? I always say to people that we've all got a story. We've all got something there. We've all got things we're either running away from or we're running to. You know, we all have stories, but some people just some people don't think they have, and you know, they they feel intimidated by other people's stories. You know, and I, and I think we've all got stuff to tell. Some may not seem as as glamorous or glitzy as other people's, but we've all got something. In Daphna, everybody was. Or everybody it seemed was running from something everybody had a story behind them and uh, a friend of mine said to me once years ago and he he said he was screwed up for ages about all sorts of things and he said to me you know like why is it that you know so many of us punks are all screwed up you know or, or, or why am i so screwed up and i said mate look around you look at all of us yeah. we're all screw-ups we're all screw-ups. Some of us just accept it and and manage to deal with it and move on. But we're all screwed up in some way or other. And we've all got those stories to tell. We've all got those things that either – we've all got those things that, um, you know, that either inspire us or, or scare us, things we either run from or we, we run to, you know? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think we're all – we're all guilty of being screw ups one way or another. You know, everybody has it. Uh, it's just how you deal with things. If you accept it and just move on, you become more settled in your mind, I think. And that's, that's what was troubling my friend. You know, yeah. he, he didn't, I don't think he knew he understood that, you know, because he felt he wasn't perfect, that, yeah, he felt that he was the only one and he's not. It's all of us. We're all, we all feel imperfect. We all feel as if there's something wrong. And, uh, and there's not, there's nothing wrong with us. You know, we have our own quirks. We have our own personalities. Um, and, and that's it really. You, none of us are exactly the same. There is no perfect human being out there. Yeah. And, and it's, a, it's, it's, uh, it's not like taking on all this shame or, or, or feelings of, uh, well, I, you know, everybody else seems to be getting on so, and I'm not, you know, it's more about, like you said, it's, it's, it's seeing that, seeing that shared 
screwed upness <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to to get you out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I mean, the, the people who seem so together and so with it, it can be some of the most crankiest people on earth, you yeah. know, yeah. They're, they're wonderful. They're great. But then as soon as you get home, you open the front door and the house is full of, Un, you know, unclean stuff. They haven't washed up for six months. They haven't hoovered the house since they moved in. There's piles of newspapers and there's piles of food wrappers around, or they switch the lights on on and off six or seven times before they enter or leave a room. But, you know, we all have these weird things that are just us, you know, but we hide them, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And we do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess just uh, one other scene from the from one of the books. I'd love to just have a quick chat about and uh, and uh, um, and uh, the the wild boar stuff. I, I unfortunately missed all of this, <laughs> but they were so it, it, you know. I think I think like you know, there's some things in literature where like there's uh, the bear, you know, who's who's a threat, you know, and I think. <laughs> In this case, it was the wild boar. You know, uh, any any uh, anything you want to touch on there? Uh, it, I think the, the wild boar for me was was a wonderful thing. You know, being invited to go out hunting and not knowing what the hell I was doing um, for one thing was a great ride. You know, bouncing around on the back of a jeep in out uh, in the fields in northern Israel uh, with some <laughs> some guy with a shotgun blasting away in the background. Um, it's crazy. It's so abstract. It's unbelievable. But then there's um, one of the guys that I got invited back another time. And uh, so working in, in the, the, the factory, I got invited back a, a second time and they didn't turn up. So I wanted revenge. I sat there waiting, didn't show up. So the next time I, uh, I was working in the boot factory and Stuart and I, we got some cardboard together. We drew some boar. We cut them out, life-size. I took them out to the fields. And when Benny went hunting that night, all he shot was cardboard pigs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just, I <laughs> just begin the patch. <laughs> so, now, did he – I forget. I'm sorry. Did he, did he figure this out uh, as he began shooting? Or did you guys want to show him I, the wild boar? I, was I, I wild no boar idea. Boar. I, I remember one of the guys that worked in the fields coming to us the day after and saying, was that you? And I said, yeah. And he just laughed and walked away. Because <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd actually put some reflective strips from the boots uh, oh, on right, the right. faces. So they, they reflected the light when they shone the light at the <laughs> van. <laughs> excellent oh awesome all right cool so uh yeah we should uh we should definitely uh, not just should i hope i really hope we can do this on a regular basis you know uh if this thing keeps going and and maybe check in sometime uh either next month or whenever you're whenever th things are, are looking good and 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 uh keep keep uh Keep yeah. keep working on the, what, what what's happening right now, and, and maybe you know uh, if we are in a, a situation where we can uh, hold the signal a little bit longer. Um, I'm gonna. Tr I didn't hear from Jack yet, uh, and I think yeah. she's probably on the fence. She probably is. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, maybe worried about uh, 
privacy or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but but I, I hope we can convince her, no, we're, we're not uh, hacking her phone. This is just a conversation on this app. Uh, but that would be I'll great, too. I'd be up for that. You know? and, um, uh, but, yeah, supposing yeah. we could have up to eight people or something uh, all going live. John in as well. Yeah, 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 John. Yeah, yeah that'd be, John. That'd be awesome. That would be really great. Uh, yeah, so I can't yeah. wait to um, splice this all together and uh, and put this out tonight uh, and uh, and keep it keep it going uh, or bring it all back home. <laughs> and 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 how long have you guys been? How long have you guys been together in this place uh, out in the country where you are now? Is, is this been, uh, uh, well, we've, been out, we've been out here two years. Uh, okay. Laurel and I have, have been together since um, twenty thirteen. Uh, awesome. And we, we were married in 2014 in Vegas, and she came over in August, and we've been together ever since. Oh, I love it! I love it, and I love I love all the photos from when you, when uh, you guys have been together and, and on your your uh, many different trips, either back to Europe or or when you were yeah. on uh, Route 66. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome. All these little adventures. Away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Okay, cool. So uh, we'll chat again, Ribs, and thank you again so much. I can't wait to play this back and uh, and get it out there. All right, my pleasure. And send us the link, and I'll I'll have a proper listen oh. to it when it's all finished.